All right. Well, I guess we'll just get into it today. And I guess I need to undeafen so everybody can hear owls, huh? <laughs> I forgot to undeafen when I went live. <laughs> so you couldn't hear a thing that I said. No. Nope. I could have said all sorts of things. Yep. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> hello, people. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Madhouse Presents Group Therapy, where we talk about games, argue about our different viewpoints, dive into the strange, or whatever we decide in the moment. I am Alice, and... I'm Joker. Hello. And today we're talking about mental health and gaming. How the benefits and... Uh, hardships of gaming can have on your mental health as well, whether it benefits or hinders your mental health overall. mental health and the common understanding of it a lot of people think about sadness about ADHD about social anxiety but what a lot of people I feel don't think about is the bigger issues as well outside of what is mental health and what are some complications to that well learning disabilities for one um between that, depression, um, social anxiety is is one of the bigger ones that I've noticed that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't consider a mental health issue or complication. Um, but social acuity is one of the biggest ones that affects more than 90%, I believe, was one of the early 2000s. And especially now with the current social economic society we're living in that is so restrictive of that time to gather and be a part of a group again is just not there. I mean, COVID alone caused a lot of issues, especially with all of the lockdowns and um, social distancing as uh, yeah, human easily. As human beings, we are social animals. Like, we have to have that interaction with one another. And for a while there, it actually, like in the beginning, mostly, it wasn't there. And people didn't know how to cope. And they turned to gaming, uh, streaming, to get that fix, I guess you could call it. Um, But also, like tonight... We're going to be talking about the effects both positively and negatively because it goes both ways, uh, whether you want to believe it or not. Even though in the yesteryears when I was younger and growing up, they said video games will rot your brain. Well, I mean, yeah, they can, but a lot of people don't realize that there's more to that and they actually can help a lot too. So, Yes. But um, the notes that I kind of made tonight, 
uh, focus more in on the social anxiety, ADHD, the COVID situation, PTSD, and depression. Um, if you notice again down here for everybody uh, with us on Twitch, we have a wonderful banner of a society that is suicide prevention lifeline. And there are, of mm -hmm. course, plenty of hotlines. Um, but this group here, um, obviously, as you can see, cover both English, Spanish, and many other languages that uh, a lot of people don't associate with the United States. So that mm -hmm. is available. And please, if you know anybody within your communities, within your social groups, or just friends or family that are having issues, please share that information with them. Um, we'll make sure that we also link it in the show notes uh, for those listening in the audio world. Uh, please understand that you are not alone. There are people that actually care about you. So wanted to start with that. Yes. And they, and they definitely have all the languages as well as they have the... What is it called? Sorry. Mm -hmm. It is the TTY users. They have the deaf or hard of hearing as well. Oh, yes. Also, um, for all you youngins out there um, that don't like to talk on the phone, mm -hmm. they have availability for texting as well. You it's can text. Um, I will make sure for those in the audio world, I will link that as well in the show notes. And all you got to do is say hello. And that's it. So tonight, we'll get started with the uh, COVID situation, since that's something that's kind of affected everybody in the very recent um, past, I should say. Yes. So we were talking uh, s slightly about the loneliness that kind of developed from COVID. I mean, we it was a very big unknown in the world, and it was affecting the world. There was no travel allowed. There was no social gatherings for months. And I like to talk about the positive that came out of it, and I've said this, of course, in my own streams, but mm -hmm. it helped a lot of small-time streamers, like myself, oh, yeah. for one. Definitely. It, it caused a big influx of people going to internet and gaming and streaming as a way to kind of reach out and, and get their socialization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And more people were online watching streamers. Oh, absolutely. Just to fill that void because oh, they've yeah. run out of all their favorite TV shows and the entertainment mm -hmm. value was there for those that probably never would have touched Twitch. No, so I'll say I'm one of them, honestly. I, I mean, I dabbled in a couple of different streams. I looked at them, never was really consistent. And then as the pandemic was a thing, I was home a lot more. I saw more people streaming. I started looking at streaming and that's how I kind of got into it is I had nothing else to do. I mean, I was home with a baby, but also there was no going out at all. Yeah. Yeah, so loneliness set into a lot of Americans because, or people in general, because like I said, humans are social animals, just like apes, just like yes. lions. 
uh, canines were, were very sociable. And without that, our mental state is affected. It's like being in a, a, a quiet room where all you hear is your own heartbeat and blood flow. It, it's insane. It, and people go crazy on that. So when they were stuck in the houses with nothing but a phone or a computer or a tablet and they ran out of the internet because I mean, the internet isn't as endless as people think it is. So they turned to these streaming platforms or the content platforms of um, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitch, which oh, was TikTok blew up. So did Twitch. Yeah, the definitely. In, the, the influx of not just consumers, but streamers spiked during the first few months, or actually the first year of COVID um, back in 2020. And um, same thing happened to YouTube. Their, their influx of content creators, of uh, consumers just skyrocketed. Um, even uh, Mixer tried to play off of that for a little while. Mixer? What's Mixer? Oh, you don't remember Mixer? I feel like I should. Yeah. It sounds semi-familiar. So, uh, Ninja. You know who Ninja is, right? Mm-hmm. Never so, really watched him, but I know yeah. who he is. So, he actually got a contract to leave Twitch and go to oh. Mixer as their sponsored streamer. Oh, no. Yeah. Is that why he kind of, like, disappeared for a little bit? And he's like, oh, no, I made a boo-boo. Oh, yeah, he made a big boo-boo. Well, he didn't make a boo-boo. He got paid, like, paid. He got a good payout. He just, yes. he just ended up so, not getting as much. To for be... those of you that don't know who Ninja is, Ninja it was a big... Fortnite is streamer. a big Fortnite streamer. Just like he wasn't like the best at the game. He was he was good. He was top tier as was far big, as yeah. players, but he was more of a personality. Yeah, he's um, very entertaining. He dyed his hair blue. He um, all the colors. Yeah, all the colors. Um, I can't relate to that at all. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> those of you who can't see me, I have green bangs. Well, they're kind of bluish green right now. It's just the way that the light is hitting them. Probably, yeah. I got like a a bluish white light. Yeah, so he he blew up on the game Fortnite on Twitch and was one of Twitch's first uh, big partners. Big um, and then he canceled his deal with Twitch to go over to Mixer. Well, surprisingly enough. Uh, after a while, Mixer didn't get what they were wanting during the pandemic, so mm -hmm. they went bankrupt slash Facebook bought them out, and that's where Facebook gaming became a thing. Oh, okay, so that's what happened. I was not aware of that situation. Yeah, so just as Mixer was going, it had a very short stint in the gaming world as far as a platform, um, but... That's when Facebook gaming became a thing and uh, started up was during the pandemic as well. I've been seeing a lot more people on Facebook gaming. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely is. So back to the COVID, it, again, mm -hmm. outside of causing the loneliness that people had from the solitude of confinement, basically. Um, so they needed to reach out and for that social 
interaction and that's where Twitch and YouTube came in and YouTube streaming became a thing again outside of just your base content creation to fill that void of social contact. And to me, that's where these gaming or these platforms help because you don't have to be in the same room with someone necessarily to interact, to have conversations. I mean, there's very few people in this community, in the Madhouse community, that I've actually met in person. And mm-hmm. yet we're still a family. And I love oh, yeah. this for that. And it was because of gaming that this community has grown. And we have people all over the world oh, that yeah. we talk to. Crazy. Um, yeah, definitely. But... uh. Well, I would have never, ever in a million years met if it wasn't for gaming and streaming. Yeah, like you and me. <laughs> Even though I was less than less than four hours away from you, uh, just a less few, when I went to Florida. I mean, oh, like when you when you passed by my house and said, "Fuck you, owls." Well, I and also continued on. To be fair. I knew in Florida you were there, but I didn't know where in Florida you were. Well, that's when you go, I want to meet my favorite person in person. Maybe I I should reach out. I barely knew you then. I mean, to be honest, you barely know me now. (laughs) Yeah, you stayed in my house. Yep, that's true. I mean, your skin particles are somewhere in my couch. Yeah, I probably have a piece of hair. You could probably frame me for murder. (laughs) Don't get any ideas, baby mama. I see the TikToks you send me. (laughs) Trust me, they're probably nothing in compared to what she watches. Yeah, I know. She's like, let me mellow one, sending that one. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I don't remember what I was going to say. Okay. It's gone. (laughs) So what I want to, the direction I kind of want to take with this particular podcast is we want to start out with the negative effects of gaming that have been Mm -hmm. known for the years um, as far as what getting addicted to gaming actually can look like if you are mentally stable in, in these what's considered normal aspects um, though no normal. one, yeah, though no one is normal. Nobody's but... normal. There's no actual normal. I don't know what, what is normal because there are too many different personality types. Yeah, true. But as far as the understood, um, effects or, uh, adverse effects of video gaming in general, not streaming, um, or content creation of that sort, but well, Just we can game. But video games in general, what is understood? And I feel that um, you've done some research and give you some time to uh, to get on this voice line because you, you pulled up so many good articles and one of them actually was highlighting that as well. Gaming addiction? Are you talking about that one? Yeah, I think it From was like the Harvard? Sec- yeah. Because mm-hmm. now granted, understand these are... these are articles from an individual mm-hmm. that did very... And I I hate to use this word in this context, but biased uh, outlooks on certain things. So mm-hmm. um, just I please mean, understand. Regardless of what you do, yeah. 
Yeah. So we definitely want you to understand that um, some of these have good points to them, and it has been proven that what they talk about is can affect some people in the way that they're talking about, but it's not mm-hmm. necessarily affecting everybody that way. So just want to put that yes. disclaimer out there. Yes, definitely. And I tried to find things that were like .org, .edu, what I could find that was like maybe a little bit more of a, not necessarily legitimate source, but something that was a little bit more, I can't think of the right word. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So with this one, it's gaming addiction. Uh, so, or it's called internet gaming disorder, mm-hmm. which is there's not you experience at least five of the following nine criteria over a twelve month period. So it's gaming preoccupation, withdrawal, tolerance, loss of interest in other activities, downplaying use. Loss of relationship, educational, or career opportunities. Gaming to escape or relieve anxiety, guilt, or other negative mood states. Failure to control. Continued gaming despite psychosocial problems. So, if you have five out of the nine, then you're likely to have an addiction. Which is, I mean, I (laughs) I will say... That in the beginning of me gaming, I very may well have fallen fallen under some of these things because it was new to me. Mm-hmm. So it was a temporary addiction turned into a more healthy environment. But initially, yes, I did. I will say personally, gaming preoccupation. I wanted to play games when I was home and I wasn't working. I was like, I'm ready to play some Overwatch. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Um, I didn't want to do anything else. So loss of interest, downplaying use. I'm like, yeah, I play at night. I put my kids to bed and I'd be on till almost two or three in the morning. Stupid amount of time. And I got like zero sleep. Um, I would use it to escape. So I mean, not all of them, but it was it was on the it was teetering on the line. I definitely played a whole lot in the first, you know, year of me experiencing gaming mm-hmm. so definitely teetered on that and that that can be bad because then you're not you're not involving yourself in other activities and this is a time before covid that was just this is just what i wanted to do <laughs> yeah and i like to bring that up because a lot of people uh think oh like especially pre-covid they think of gamers as Oh, you're you're uh socially inferior. You don't know how to communicate. You don't do this or you're that's all you want to do. You don't want to do anything else with your life. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um and there are some very negative types of gamers out there that are considered what's toxic. And mm-hmm. the those are the you're types You're talking about like tunneling? Yeah. Oh, oh! I see how you. Are. <laughs> I just, got, I just got you so good. Yeah, your you face. Did. You did. Your face. Oh, I love it. Okay. And you said yeah. So many. Yeah, clip I it. did. I did. <laughs> but my what my brain heard was tunneling, but not in the reference you meant. Yeah, but I got you. Yes, I got it. Yes, yes, you did. You got it in there. Good job. Let the record show. 
<laughs> okay. So but, I get, but tunneling in the aspect of you're tunneling your video games. Yeah. You're face camping the shit out of your games. It, absolutely, actually. Yes. That that was the concept <laughs> in which my mind went. Um because Okay, so for instance, uh growing up as a teenager, um, even teenagers nowadays with parents, they're probably like you have responsibilities. You need to pay attention to those. And I mean, I got told that quite a bit. Like I would, I'd come home. If I had homework, I may barely do it just to satisfy the need. And mm -hmm. I'd get on my game. Like at the time it was, uh, call of duty, crash bandicoot, freaking Mario brothers. And that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be inside playing games. Now, of course, I grew up in a time when you didn't stay inside as a kid. You went out and played. Yeah. And when the lights on the street went on, that's when you came inside. Yeah. And then you had to be <laughs> to bed at a certain time, and that was it, unless it was the summertime. Now, the other negative social aspect of of gaming and being a toxic gamer. Uh, Wellbeing.org is what I'm looking at right now, and I can actually show that one, is an article of impact of gaming on mental health. And one thing that they note right here, I don't, is imposter syndrome. Mm, and yes. what a lot of people don't necessarily understand about the imposter syndrome is that those are people that are what are now known as hate raiders. You, they go into games and lobbies and they try to degrade and downplay other gamers, or in this case, in our case, other streamers as far as hate raids. And when they do that, to me now as an adult and being have gone through multiple stages of mental health issues is they are don't have something or lack something in their own life that that to them brings them pleasure versus trying to lift someone up and help people. They're there to cause issues because they feel that being an asshole on a game or in a stream is entertaining to them. And yeah, those are honestly the worst type. Oh yeah, that's the worst. It's because it's it's the anon almost anonymity of the internet. Mm -hmm. Those keyboard warriors is what keyboard it used to, what it used trolls. to be called. Yeah, yeah. trolls. Um, but another aspect of what they have here, as far as the imposter syndrome, um, came up in a lot of games back during my time, role playing games, RPGs, and nowadays with VR, you have VR chat where people yes. personify their characters on other people and actually believe that's who they are to feel better about themselves and make other people feel better because they're they're afraid to be seen as incompetent or a failure in life and they personify themselves as something better than they actually are. And that's another problem because it can lead to a lot of distrust and disheartening situations as well. I mean, also, like, I think that imposter syndrome is just some something that 
not necessarily that you're portraying yourself as something else. So that's one aspect of it. But I I believe it's also the imposter syndrome is like, even if you're doing good, you're you're doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can personally, you know, relate to that because, you know, one day I feel like everything's going good and I've got it. And then like the next day, if I'm like streaming and like nobody comes by, no one says, hey, then I'm like, am I doing okay? Am I... Should I even be doing this? You know, it's like a constant battle. And it's just like a self-conscious thing as well. Mm-hmm. It's just a on, a on a bigger scale, I guess, in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the other aspect of gaming as far as the negative side, because it can affect what may are a pre-existing notion of depression or social mm-hmm. anxiety where you feel like if you can't get this right, how do you get everything right? And, or anything right at that aspect. And that's what's keeping a lot of people from succeeding or uh, advancing in the streaming gaming world because they downplay their own failures instead of recognizing them as learning points or how to change those points. They, they get stuck in what is um, considered a mind loop and a negative bias on their own actions instead of actually learning from a negative situation and trying to figure out how to change that they just feed their body feeds off of that and allow it to build their depression or build their sadness and social anxiety to the point where they just quit i mean i've definitely felt that way numerous times um yeah so i feel like if you don't feel it then you're not like you're not trying your best to be honest mm-hmm. like if you don't every once in a while go like is this the right thing or am i good enough then you're not like you're not keeping yourself human absolutely so there's got to be a healthy balance, but if it gets to a point where you're like consistently doing it and then your mental health starts taking a dive, that's a, it's a whole nother situation. And that as far as streaming or consistent gaming, that's when you probably need to reevaluate the situation you've put yourself in and Hey, do I need to take a step back? Do I need to take a break from this? And I absolutely will recommend a break for most or anybody who's having that problem or a situation like that. Definitely. You got to keep keep yourself healthy first. Yeah. So um, just to give you people insight that may not have ever had this, I and uh, I want people to know that... A lot of people deal with issues that you may not be aware of, um, myself included. And I know I'm happy-go-lucky or raging because of a game or the community just annoying the ever-living piss out of me. But I we want... would never do that to you. Never. never. Um, but I, I just want. I want to tell y'all a quick story, or I say quick, but it may take a minute or two. And this is something I do with um, my students when I have every cycle. Ten times a year, I tell this exact same story. Um, 
to soldiers, military personnel who are trying to learn to be leaders. And I tell them because people don't always look outward when they feel prob they have a problem. And people don't understand that what may be traumatic to you is not necessarily traumatic to someone else and vice versa. What you may not see as traumatic as far as a situation that causes depression, anxiety, um, PTSD, you may not see those issues that other people are going through as issues. You just like, eh, it's just another day and suck it up buttercup and drive on. But people everywhere are dealing with something. It's weird because this is something I've never thought that I would open up to on a streaming platform. I want people to know that you're not alone when you feel down in the dumps about something. Understand that there are more people out there that understand your pain. And then it's not forever. You'll find your way out eventually. Yeah, even though the pain <laughs> will always hurt. I, I can attest to that. And I, I've i got many people who have other issues that have the same type of pain. And it'll never go away, but you will understand. And if you don't, I can absolutely try to help. Understand that there are ways to redirect your mind so that you can get back to the good stuff. Positives and even some games that can that have come out that actually that I'm aware of that actually help with mental health and understanding of different issues. So we we got our little snack time. Well, Owl's got her snack time out of the way. Mm-hmm. And we listened to an intriguing story, so audio mm-hmm. audience. Uh, for a limited time, I think it's like five or six days because we're not affiliate yet, you could go to Twitch and watch the VOD and listen to that lovely story. It's a lovely one. Crying over ice cream. Mm-hmm. Very specific ice cream, okay? Yes, very specific ice cream. It has to have lots of sprinkles in it, just like side note. Yes. No mix, no mixins other than rainbow sprinkles. But also uh, hang out to the end because we will be talking about a giveaway that we'll be doing next week during the live recording of the episode on twitch.tv backslash the Madhouse Podcast. So make sure you stick around for the end of the episode that we'll be making that announcement and how everything needs to be done and the one rule that you have to follow to be entered to win. Just one rule. And it costs you one nothing. One rule to rule them all. Yes. And it cost absolutely zero dollars. Mm-hmm. So we talked about mental health, how it affects people. What are some of the negatives that come from gaming? But now let's talk about the positive effects on mental health that gaming can actually help you with. Uh, we kind of... Uh, or I say we, but I kind of mentioned it earlier on as far as when during COVID, uh, not feeling so isolated, so secluded with online gaming and streaming. It allows you to draw in um, to that to a community and feel like you're around people. Uh, I noticed that particularly with something like VR chat. Even though you can be in VR, you don't have to be. You can play it um, on a desktop 
and still hang out with people. Um, you don't have the immersion that you would with a VR headset, but you get to play games with people and see things, humanoid type or non-humanoids, humanoid moving around a virtual world. So there is that. Have you ever played VR chat? I've gone into it like once and and just like walked around. I didn't really do much. I would like to. I tried a couple of different things. I tried to play Among Us and Oh. Among Us VR in VR chat is in my mind way better than the 2D or two and a half D uh original game. But see they've revamped it, so it looks a little different now. Yeah, I haven't jumped into it in forever. You can have 15 people. Did you know that? 15? Jesus, fuck. I could barely get a lobby of 10. Shit, we were having trouble getting a lobby of 5. Let alone 10. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's that. Uh, so yeah, VR chat to me was, especially during the pandemic... Um, allowed people to socialize like because there are plenty of rooms where you can just go and sit and talk to people or listen yeah. to nonsense from like hundreds of people in one particular room in VR <laughs> world so I thought that was cool um, some other games that I think can help out with different mental uh, mental issues or mental stability and, and dealing with modern mental health, a lot of the transphobia that has in the last few years come about actually is talked about in a video game that I played on my stream called Tell Me Why. Mm -hmm. So it was a the story from Tell Me Why starts out where a man who ends up being a trans man so biological female to male transition mm -hmm. meets back up with his sister to investigate the death of their mother because in their home that they grew up in and you go through and you investigate how it led up to the death of their mother and a lot of things it's it's just a great story it's like i am absolutely surprised at how it was and I think you said earlier before we started recording was that the first chapter is still available for free. Yes. Uh, I think that I got it for free, Yeah, but I I'm not sure if it still is free. I'm sure that, yeah, the first chapter is free. That's kind of how they, they try to get you to, to do it. it because yeah, it gets you kind of interested in it and they're like, all right, now you're going to buy the two, three, four. This looks like they have four. I haven't played total. it, but I do have it in my library. I definitely should play it because that sounds really interesting. I have so many games yeah, <laughs> that I've I, got to play. I completed the game and oh my god. And it says... The first chapter or all of it? I believe all of it. I thought you said that you hadn't you'd only played one chapter, but maybe maybe I, I misheard you. I, I may have misheard or misunderstood myself because... I've got a few more things as far as the Steam achievements that are showing um, mm -hmm. to finish as far as the game. And I would absolutely love to revisit it um, because that is a phenomenal game. 
and yeah, definitely has it. It is very story based driven. So if you're into action and whatnot, you're not going to get much of that because you're. It's very linear in the. It's attached mainly to the storyline, but it is a fantastic story if you do enjoy story based games. Um, so yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the trans community uh, is involved, because it it brings it to the mainstream because the other the author of this game also did um life is strange life is strange and it's the same aesthetic as life is strange as well mm-hmm. so. that's what i was going to say i didn't realize that they were connected until i looked at some of the information mm-hmm. but i mean that sounds very similar as you have a story and yes you have some kind of like things that you do that can affect it but it is very i mean but life is strange at least the first game because i've only played the first game mm-hmm. it's not necessarily it's linear but it does a bit of jumping as well so that one's a little bit more jumpy would you say that tell me why is more linear or does it do jumpy things like that no it's very linear it does have some jump scares to it Oh, it has jump scares. And then it has some uh, puzzles in it as well, as far as uh, you got to figure out certain aspects with clues and then uh, to unlock other ideas or memories, you have to do certain things. So So it's more, it's linear, but you also have like little flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And then another thing, talking about flashbacks and the loss of someone and trying to deal with the loss of a loved one is a game I've been, I picked back up recently called Days Gone. So Days Gone is a, you play a biker in the post-apocalyptic zombie world uh, in Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Um and he's dealing with the loss of his fiance or girlfriend from mm-hmm. the previous world who was a botanist and of course being a big bad biker guy he it's it's a considered a true love story but now this is a very actiony game you're it's a third person view game but you're going through and you learn about people in general but also you're shooting zombies hordes of zombies like hundreds of them at 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 points and the story follows along with this character deke or deacon um Mm -hmm. trying to find out what's happened to his girlfriend after she was carted off after being stabbed during the first day of the outbreak and she may be alive so he's trying to find her and it's a good story and it's a lot of action as well because again you're trying to fight off hundreds of thousands of zombies throughout the game and you learn about what it's like to deal with the loss of someone and still have hope and that they may be alive halfway through the game you have to try and make sure his mental health is sound as losing his arm has taken his ability to keep riding his bike yeah, that so that's, that's a, actually a one of his bit. buddies. Uh, oh no, no, okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah so that's right. one of his buddies. Boozer, yeah. Boozer storyline. Yeah, so the Boozer storyline. Boozer got injured by what is a group of humans 
who um, basically worship the zomb heads. Um, zomb heads? Like I, the zombies? Yeah, the zombies. I just call them zomb heads because they're, they're zombies. Who gives a fuck what you call them? But, um, but they're cannibalistic group of individuals that use a cult-like following, and they call them reapers. And they burned his arm with a uh, propane torch, and it got infected, and of course, blood poisoning. So they ended up having to amputate it. And that definitely affects his mental health, I would think. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That would affect anybody's mental health. And another game uh, dealing with the struggles of life, dealing with adversities and mental health of a couple. You have played it. I have played it. And some of the other community has definitely watched and or played it with me and you is It Takes Two. Yes. Uh, That one's very interesting. I haven't finished that one yet. Yeah. So this baseline story is a couple, a mother and father, have a young daughter who I think she's about, what, seven or eight? Very young, yeah. Um. And they're getting a divorce because the mother is very work-driven and the father is artistic, which Mm -hmm. is um, not typical of a love story kind of thing. It's usually the opposite, but this takes a different aspect on it. Don't say the end, though. No, I'm not. (laughs) But they um, are deciding to get a divorce, and it's negatively affecting the child. Like She's Mm -hmm. seeing the pain that both parents are having. And she wishes them to go through to fix it. And they become Mm -hmm. basically her toys or two of her toys, a rag doll and a clay doll. And they meet this love book (laughs) and they go through a wonderful adventure of trials and tribulations as these dolls with specific powers during certain levels um, to rekindle their love. So, since Owls has not finished it yet, I will not spoil it. Even though I yeah. think she watched some of it with us, with me and Atari. Yeah, playing. but I've seen, I've seen the beginning aspects. I think at some point I said, I think I'm going to play this, so I'm going to just turn that sucker down and not pay attention too much. Ah, okay. So yeah, but yeah, it takes two is a wonderful co-op game. Um, oh yeah. That is honestly meant for couples that are having issues or friends even that are having issues. And it allows you to work together to complete the levels. And Is that why you and Atari played it? <laughs> no, we, we played it <laughs> while we were still friends. And there were times that we did we not like it. We were still friends? We did not necessarily like it. But I have to honestly say that me and Atari became closer because of that game as well. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, one other game I definitely uh, kind of highlighted in notes that I took prior to the episode was um, another game. It was a single player uh, called The Medium. Where? Oh, yeah, that one looked good. So you play a character who is a psychic in a sense, but she's a medium between the living and the dead world. And she's got not only her own story Uh, to uncover but she also finds out her connection to a strange call that she receives leading her to a 
um, an area kind of like Chernobyl, except it was a haunted hotel and resort. And she finds out the story, not only of herself, but her lost sibling who had passed away. Um, kind of so big thing on this one is, sorry, I don't mean to yeah, go ahead, you. go ahead. Is she, because she's a medium, she sees not only her world, but like the ghostly world. So during the entire game, you're actually playing it side by side where you're seeing half her world and half what she's seeing. Mm-hmm. And so some place and that. some things you can't do in the real world. So you transition to the afterworld or the underworld mm-hmm. version of it to be able to unlock paths as well. So yeah, that that's just a small list of games that I say directly represent uh, mental health issues in different aspects because the medium, she is different from everybody else around her and she had to come to terms with that. And it actually helped her in the end be have a better understanding of her past. Uh, days gone, dealing with separation, loss, uh, what is considered the end of times and trying to push through to find that happy place. There's uh, also... Um, you're missing just one really big one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Hellblade Senwa's Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So this is about a, a girl who loses her partner. And she's, it looks like she's fighting to save the soul of her deceased partner. And it's actually something that highlights a lot of mental health issues such as like schizophrenia. And so watching the trailer and then also they had a secondary part where people sent in messages along with their gameplay of saying how this how this affected them it was i showed this game to my brother because this is what i'm dealing with and he said i'm sorry now i understand so it was definitely a game that was very important for a lot of people Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, the medium and also tell me why had very similar reviews on it as far as um, coming out to people uh, dealing with uh, homosexuality like understanding and trying to come out to your family of who you are as an individual isn't like tell me why was another one like uh, Hellblade um, where it allowed people to express themselves better and mm-hmm not feel to be able to explain yeah just being able to just strictly explain and not feel ashamed so that was awesome um on the other side of that you have your first person shooters so for me personally games like battlefield call of duty the original call of duty not that new trash that they're trying to keep going for the umpteenth million time but call of duty 2067 yeah um but like (laughs) battlefield bad company 2 especially coming back from war i had a hard time sleeping in silence like i was used to like loud noises i was used to gunfire um going off in the distance and to help me relax and calm down i had to play games like battlefield like um gta just to hear that gunfire again and that's actually games that help calm me down versus 
amp me up like most people would consider those games. So that is another thing is like PTSD. Um, The lack of certain noises can trigger PTSD as well as those noises themselves by surprise. So having a game to where you can immerse yourself into a world like um uh fuck what is it um rpgs like modern open world rpgs witcher i know people get so into it and um skyrim um world of warcraft games like that can help give people what they're missing and even allow starcraft 2 yeah, StarCraft 2 for Looking some... Looking at you, Atari. <laughs> <laughs> but those games allow for people to express themselves where they would typically be afraid to do in a regular environment. So it allows people to express themselves and do things that they may not be able to do, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. For me, gaming gave me a lot of that starting to other than the initial playing of overwatch and getting pretty addicted at some point it kind of just it was an outlet i met a lot of my friends kira was on there cookie was on there um ollie that shows up every now and again he was on there those are like some of the core people that i've connected with and continue to connect with through that social aspect of gaming yeah which gave me an outlet outside of just my regular people out here when I don't have anything to do and I can't go outside and I can't go anywhere because I got kids in the house I can log on to a game and I can message one of my friends and play a game yeah absolutely and then even some weird like simulator games driving games have started to get a lot more popularity Um, I met a lot of good people um, just driving a simulated commercial rig on American Truck Simulator which Al still has yet to understand why. I, that was the first stream I watched of it, and I was like, God, this is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time I ever watched your stream, and I was like, this is boring. I don't understand this. But what's funny is those were still some of the highest viewed streams outside of playing VR poker, which is just as boring. Yeah. <laughs> But Maybe it's because a it's social... the conversation. Yeah, the weird conversations that you have. Yeah, you have the ability to converse more with people through your chat when you're just <laughs> you're just driving. Just driving, hanging just out. Driving. Got a steering wheel. Got got my drink over here. Got my vape, and I'm just. You're drinking and driving. Juice in game. Yeah, I did. But fun fact: the uh, community. Um, for one of the variations of the online before AT uh, American Truck Sim or Euro Truck Sim integrated into the base game, a multiplayer system, there was a third party that uh, worked alongside those two games to have a a third party multiplayer. And if you were caught by the admin of those servers drinking or texting and driving, they would ban you. Are you for real? Yes. It's not even real life. But did you ever did you ever drink alcohol? while you're playing that? No, oh, I'm fuck yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I know you drank, but like, did you ever drink so much that like you actually like were Mm-mm. 
too much that you couldn't drive in the game. Yeah, no, that I I I actually never did. Now, I did get you distracted sh- by chat and hit a few AI cars and crashed. But um but yeah. But yeah, no, I the I kind of want you to do that. Just crash. Yeah, there's a guy running around with the horse head on TikTok and that's all he does is he highlights his wrecks during those games. Oh my goodness, of course. Oh yeah, and then there's uh, Snow Runner where I let baby Joker drive and he ran into a street sign. I mean, that's a that's a kid playing. You know, my do- my my oldest daughter played Mario Kart and she couldn't get Princess Peach to not hit everything. And I mean, granted, it was on also on Nintendo sixty four, so that was a little bit different for her too. She's like, "What is happening?" Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Baby Joker looking up at the ceiling and walking into the house with mm-hmm. uh, since he was distracted. playing that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, and then you end up with stuff like uh, Ready Player One and closely or soon to be a very real thing i mean with the integrations of vr in almost everything now um yeah there yeah that's gonna be interesting ready player one is a wonderful uh vr gaming movie that Mm -hmm. highlights the ideas of gamers and the social aspect of life being very much the same yeah we tried to watch that. We got about halfway through. Halfway through? What do you mean? We got halfway through the movie and then your, uh, I think it was your HBO. Oh, yeah. Just Crap. took a dump. Yeah, that was upsetting. But it's only on the TV. Like, if I watch HBO Max on the computer, um, it's completely fine. Completely fine, yeah. That's weird. So that may be a movie night that we do for the Madhouses. Watch Ready Player One in Discord in a private channel off stream. Has to be on the computer though. Yeah. <laughs> so I can still stream it to Discord. To because, Discord. Because it's a copyrighted movie, so and they stopped doing that kind of thing. But yeah, so that there's that. Yes, yep. Um, Definitely a good one. Oh, other benefits, other good things that gaming can do. Uh, It has definitely been proven to help focus um, or the attention span of especially ADHD uh, individuals or other mental uh, distractor type um, syndromes, Um, but also even normal people. I'm using very big air quotes on one hand, Um, but... Being able to focus the mind. Uh, puzzles. There's so many games that do puzzles. Like It Takes Two. Uh, communi- Unraveled Two. Unraveled Two. And even Unraveled, the first one, which is a solo game. Um, mm-hmm. But also Tomb Raider, one of the first games uh, that was very popular that was a puzzle-based game where you mm-hmm. had to figure out things on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I got was- stuck in one spot. I couldn't get it. Yeah. I gave up. I gave up. That was not good for my mental health. So I gave that one up. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. like Dr. Layton, uh-huh. I think is what it's called. That was a oh, that was a fun one. Nice. That was on my uh 
the thing. The thing? DS. Oh, okay. Uh, plenty of escape room stuff games have been popping up recently. So yep. there's those. those. Oh, man. Me and Otnot got stuck on one map for three hours. It was like three or four in the morning when we finally just said, fuck it, and gave up. Yeah, and that doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> so there's games like that. What other games have we played that are puzzles? <sighs> Trying to think. Give me a second. And then there's ja- mean... there's Jackbox. Communication oh, Jackbox. skills. What what's Whew. that what's that one game called that we do the Talking uh, Points? Yeah, Talking Points. It allows for public commute or public speaking, and it is phenomenal. I love the concept of it. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, we also played. I mean, even Phasmo. Oh yeah, the investigation. Um, yeah, the investigation to out aspect shit, of it. Talking about the different aspects of that and deductions of evidence to what kind of ghost it is. But Mm -hmm. hand-eye coordination as well. Now, of course, depending on how much you play, it can have... Pixel. Pixel. Pico Park. Oh, Pico Park. That was a... Yeah, that was fun. That was a good one. Um, Gang Beasts or whatever. Was it Gang Beasts? I haven't played that one. Uh, Fall Guy. Like, you have to do, like, reaction time. Fall Uh, Guys, yeah. First-person shooters. What's the one... I don't remember the one. There's Give one on my wish list is Animal Party because apparently that's going to be yes. a, a big hit. Oh, I've, me and Cookie probably have talked about it like incessantly and Kira probably as well. Like that, that is such a fun game. I don't know if it's necessarily puzzle, but it's it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, when it when it comes out, I'm going to play the crap out of that game. Um, the game I'm talking Human Fall Flat. That's a puzzle game. Yeah, fall. That's I thought what I said. You said um, I think Fall I said, Guys. Oh, uh, okay. Similar, but not quite. And things like Overcooked, where you have to like run a kitchen together, yeah. communication, and and making sure you do the right thing and stuff like that. And then there's a um, Warner Brothers alternative to uh, Super Smash Brothers that has all the Warner Brothers cartoons, animations. You talking about Nickelodeon? No, it's not Nickelodeon. Oh. It's Warner Brothers because it's Batman's. Um, oh yeah. And all those. Uh, it's a free game if you apply its early access. I got a message from someone about it. I can't remember who it was. I think it was uh, Super Mario, the uh, a Canadian streamer who mentioned that to me. Ah, gotcha. I have another puzzle game I'm playing right now with Atari and Zach. Trying. Yep. I played that with uh, her and New. Um, we got through most of it. Oh, we were mm-hmm. here, or we were here together, and we were here Ooh, before. That one was frustrating. That's a huge puzzle game, and oh my so god, was it obnoxious. Um, that will test your relationship. Absolutely. Um, let's see, what other good games... Between communication, uh, cooperation. Let's see. Damn, now I got to pull up games here. <laughs> I know that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, sea of Thieves. That's a good oh, fun yeah, co-op. That's a, 
big on co-op. I mean, even even Dead by Daylight co-op when oh, you're the yeah. survivor. Yeah, survivor side. For yeah, because sure. you gotta communicate. Like, are we doing this gen? Who's gonna go unhook? Oh yeah. Do I go save you? Do I drop this pallet? Those kinds of things. Uh, let's see what else. And then of course you got games like Uno, for goodness sakes. It's like, eh, okay. And then you've got your scenic games like Assassin's Creed. Um, they're very story based, but they're open world. Um, another one is um, Far Cry. The new Far Cry looks amazing. Uh, Destiny 2. So games like that are uh, very beautiful and are considered relaxing games, even though some of them are very action-oriented. Yeah. I don't know what I would play for relaxing. <laughs> What would be a relaxing game for me? I'm not sure. Visage. Visage? Um, no, I've heard about that one. I've seen streams of that one. I don't <laughs> think that's relaxing for me. Uh, I bought the the game Emily wants to play because I was supposed to play with somebody and she didn't realize it wasn't a, a co-op game. It's mm. a single player game. So I bought it and I still haven't played it because woo, that's a, not a one for me. Oh, quick Quick circle back. There's actually a game that I played almost a year ago. Um, speaking on mental health, is actually called Eliza. It's more of a story, like a, a visual narrative. Mm -hmm. But it's actually her. She goes to work for this AI mental health company. Meaning she's the therapist, but she's just saying the words that the AI is telling her to say to the patients played about an hour and a half of it. I never finished it. Okay. It's a good one. Interesting that they, they kind of put that concept of a computer basically being your therapist. Yeah. Other games that I think are pretty cool. Red Dead Online. I mean, it's the Old West version of GTA, but you got to work together in some cases for that one. Uh, deceit. You oh, yeah. find out who your friends are there for sure. Not me. Uh, the forest. The forest, definitely. Uh, golf with your friends. You can find out who you end up hating that you never thought. Well, that's you not would necessarily hate. cooperative. That's just a social aspect of that game. Yeah, absolutely. And if you and if you want to continue being friends after, don't play much of it, or don't turn on collision if you want to remain friends. Oh. At least if you want Joker to remain your friend, you have to turn off Collision. <laughs> I remember the last time I was about to plan it, and you're like, <sighs> really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's definitely a lot of games. There's, um, let me see. There's just, I mean, like, a lot of games are co-op. Yeah. So it just, that aspect is what makes the game so good for mental health is because you're making friends through the games you're you're talking things out you're learning communication skills even if it's something as simple as are you going to go do that do what do you want me to do i'm going to do this it's it's teaching you the give and take of regular life mm -hmm. oh and another game that me and atari played that was a co-op game so two-player 
online was A Way Out. Yeah, I saw she played that again. I want to play that one, too. Yeah, so that, that one looks like a lot of fun, too. It was. And it was a very story-driven game as well, but it gave you kind of like Tasks. Fall, like a, a t It Takes Two. It gives you two viewpoints on one screen, so you see not only your view, but also your partner's view in the game on how to do different tasks. So that was cool. Oh, and Green Hell. Yeah, that was fun. Surviving together, um, for sure. Especially when uh, you got someone like Atari jumping through the roof of a building that you needed to sleep in. I would do something like that, too. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? It's not real life. So I think this is as good a place to end as any for this episode of mm -hmm. mental health and gaming. If there are any questions, please feel free to reach out to us on our Twitter or here in the stream. And um, we will be glad to answer. Um, if you want something like this again, let us know. We can talk about really anything on this podcast and in this Twitch channel. Um, but we like to, I mean, I personally right now want to keep it more game related in some aspect to have that connection, especially being on Twitch and both of us being streamers and having that connection with a certain community. But we will talk about other things as well um, outside of gaming. And we like to tie real, I personally like to tie real life into gaming because they are, especially in this day and age, very close hand to hand. Yes. But, oh, giveaway. All right. So last, that one. last thing before Owls does her wonderful thing and closes us out for this episode, episode <laughs> six. So the giveaway is going to be a pound or 16 ounces of ground dark roast coffee from our sponsor, Warrior Axe Coffee Company. Um, you can find them at warrioraxecoffee.com. They are also on Twitter at Axe Coffee. Uh, but it is a locally roasted and prepared, and they self-package. Uh, so if you're not watching us on Twitch, it is literally their own packaging, and they do it themselves. But it is local uh, recipe that they have come up with. It is a couple, uh, Bobby Allman and his wonderful wife. Um, but she is Air Force. He is retired law enforcement, um, and he also runs a fitness group um, that is also there. But uh, they cover, um, we don't ask for discounts uh, due to the fact that 10% of their proceeds go to some very good charitable organizations like the Gary Sinise Foundation for uh, Veterans and also St. Baldwick's for cancer research, uh, primarily for children's cancer is where they try to focus their funds. So 10% of their proceeds go of every order go to those two foundations and some other good charities as well. But we will be giving away next week 
So uh, the next live recording that happens, which is every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, on twitch.tv backslash the Madhouse podcast. But we will be giving away a pound of coffee for free. The only stipulation is that you have to follow Owlzerhoot92, the Madhouse podcast, and myself, NLMP, on Twitch. As long as you are a follower of all three channels, you have a free entry and a chance to win a pound of coffee for free. Or 16 ounces. Or 16 Because ounces. of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I had a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll just go with that. Yep, that's the thing. Oh, and they also uh, provide you a coffee scoop as well. Oh, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's yep. interesting. That's warriorxcoffee.com. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I, I'm done talking because I've done the majority of it this this episode. Um, and that's fine. probably We'll take turns. All right, so thank you for listening and are watching. Please be sure to follow our chaos live on camera at twitch.tv slash the Madhouse Podcast every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And through the Red Circle Podcast distributions to Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, and iTunes, I believe, is now a thing that we're on. iTunes and the Stitcher. Ooh, and the Stitcher, yes. And you will search for that by looking for Madhouse Presents Group Therapy. Please share, like, subscribe, and leave reviews to help us grow and find out what you would like to see from us. We will be updating Twitter through our handle now, MHP Group Therapy. And any resources that we use during the podcast or Twitch live show is going to be in our show notes we thank you for watching and for our sponsor, Warrior X Coffee, that we've already spoken about at uh, warriorxcoffee.com. Next week, we don't have a, a subject yet, so if there's anything you would like for us to talk about, please be sure to go into our Discord through Talk to, what is it, Talk to the Podcast, I believe is it what it is, or you can add us at Twitter or send us... So whatever social. <laughs> all right. So on Twitter, outside of just uh, adding us directly at MHP Group Therapy, you can also use that as the hashtag to mention anything as well on your own tweets because I am trying to make that a thing. So please use hashtag MHP on Twitter. Uh, we do not just have MHP. Yeah, MHP okay. Group Therapy. Okay. MHP Group Therapy. So the same as the Twitter handle. <laughs> 